Another week, another episode of I Could Never Be Here on the Popcorn Talk Network. This week, we're coming off the high of Easter. I feel like Easter is one of those you know main holidays throughout the year. Easter, Thanksgiving, or Christmas, that it's like a high. You're maybe with family, your friends, you're taking some time. Hopefully, as we gave in the advice for a better life last week, take some time, relax, maybe just step back and be thankful for what you have and be thankful for everything that's around you. And hopefully, we're able to do that. And hopefully, now you're approaching this week maybe with a fresh perspective just being able to now realize what you are thankful for, be able to lean into that more and be able to grow from that. And I know you guys are going to grow in this episode today because we have an incredible actress and director now on the show. She's making her directorial debut in just a few days at the Tribeca Film Festival in New York. Very exciting. Can't wait to talk to her about her past projects and about her current project, which again is an incredibly real and authentic project, which is great. That's something that we need more of, especially in today's society. I want to shout out last week, thank you to People Magazine, Fox News, Us Weekly, so many other outlets picked up our interview with Paul Green. If you guys haven't checked that out, make sure you go do that on YouTube. You can also watch every single episode on Apple Podcasts. Just search for I Could Never Be in your podcast forum. As always, we start this show for some advice for a better life. And today is that you give credit where credit is due. And this is proper coming off last week where I said we were picked up by uh, People Magazine and Fox News and Us Weekly, Refinery29 and Perez and so many other outlets. But that's just not me. That's just not this show that is an entire team here, especially a Popcorn Talk Network that does that. And Kevin Undergaro, Maria Menounos, I'm so thankful for them every week. And so to give credit where credit is due, I heard someone put it as recently, don't claim to be flying when you are just standing on the shoulders of giants and so realize who the giants have been in your life who have lifted you up who you're now standing on their shoulders and give them some credit give them some praise shout them out tweet about them put it up an instagram picture it's so easy now with all the technology to be able to just say thank you So you don't have to write them a card, send a tweet, do something little. Write them a card, though, if you want. It never fails. Just do something to show your appreciation. And I'm appreciative for today's guest who is in studio. Again, I talked about she's making her directorial debut with a film, Lady Haters. It is at Tribeca Film Festival here in just a couple days. But she is known from many other things, The Fosters on ABC, Mayans on FX, Please welcome Alex Barreto. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming in. We're, we're T minus two, three days. I mean, it's yeah, it's happening. I go in a red eye tomorrow, <laughs> and then it all happens for ten days. Yeah. So, what are the nerves? What are you, what are you feeling right now? Where forty eight hours, T minus forty eight hours, like a countdown. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's always the the Q and A's at uh, festivals that can always be quite interesting. <laughs> you never know what question you're going to get, and. Uh, yeah, so it's just, you know, this is a film, you know, it's a very personal story, and so I think, you know, part of the nerves come from, like, will people understand it? Will they get it? Um, you know, do they get my point of view? Mm-hmm. So all of that kind of, the jitter, the jitters. Do you rehearse that? You're talking about the Q&A. Or do you, I know, do you, do you have a writer asking you questions? He's no. like, Here, here's what someone could say. What do you answer? This is not a bad idea. I should do this. Um, yeah. No, I don't, because you just never know what they're going to ask, mm-hmm. and you never know what kind of audience you're going to get. You know, like, like, one night, everybody could love it. The next night, I could actually get booze. So. <laughs> well, that's, you know. <laughs> it's not going to happen. That's but. what you're doing here. you got live TV going mm-hmm. on right now, which this show is live. If you guys are joining us on YouTube, join the chat. Ask a question. I'll fill 
filter them in and we'll be able to ask Alex. But it's preparing you because it's live Q and A. It can't. Yeah, this, this is the best uh, thing to do before Q and A. It is a Q. I want to talk about this film, mm-hmm. Lady Haters, which if people might hear that and be like, "Okay, what what is going on here? What what is this about?" It is a very authentic, and you mentioned it's about your own life. Yes. It's very authentic, it's very real, and I want to praise you for that, because in a world where so much content, whether it's on social media, on your phone, or wherever, is people trying to appear better than they are, different than they are. Right. And, um, yeah, this was basically my answer to the march, the, you know, the woman's march. Mm -hmm. Um, I think when it, when, uh, when all that was going down, um, I had to take a good look at myself and, um, realize that, like, I had kind of grown up calling myself a guy's girl and, Mm -hmm. like, was really proud of that. And, um, and all of a sudden I started realizing, like, that's not a great thing to say. You know, it's, it's kind of against women in a way. Hmm. Like, I'm basically saying guys are better than girls and I'm a better person because I'm more like a guy. And, uh, and I had to take a serious look at that and, uh, and I did. And I wrote a script about it. I wrote a feature version first, Mm -hmm. um, which really kind of digs deeper and um and yeah and i just i kind of had to like take it laugh at it but then you know really look at what it meant how long were you were you feeling this way or maybe like looking and being like this, this i'm not exactly the same i know the 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 film it takes place in a yoga studio right. were there a lot of situations like that in real life yeah. where you were just like this is not i i'm not like these yeah. other people yes yeah <laughs> like so okay it also the march but then really the um it also came from I went to a spa week with a good friend of mine mm-hmm. and you know I just thought I'm going to go to a spa week I'm going to get a couple of massages you know have a good time drink drink by the pool and I got there and it basically was everything that I kind of hate right like all this like <laughs> very new agey kind of stuff and it was like 99% women and and I just, like, kind of looked around at this place, and I didn't hate it. I actually had a great time, mm-hmm. but I also laughed at it quite a bit. Um, the ironies, I went and wrote this story, and my friend who I went uh, with uh, uh, has a meditation studio now. <laughs> so we went completely different paths. Uh, I actually filmed in her meditation Very nice. uh, place. Yeah. Um what is, I mean, do you hear from other girls that, is this, is this society, or like, what is the reasoning behind this? Is this, is this society pushing females to act in a certain way, or is this just, what right. do you think? So, right, uh, so I, I think that, so going back to that, it's about me, and me, mm-hmm. me growing up, and I think, you know, what I ended up realizing about the whole me calling myself a guy's girl thing was that I was insecure about being a woman, and I didn't know kind of how to be a woman based on society's mm-hmm. idea of a woman, right? Like, I hated shopping, I hated I hated getting dressed up, I hated uh, just... I just hated a lot of things that people expected from a woman. They were very feminine right. things. Right, like, and I was like, well, I'm not feminine. And, yeah. and then, therefore, I didn't know how to be around women, and so I just kind of, like, shut myself out. So mm-hmm. it wasn't that I didn't like women, it's that I didn't feel like I fit into what people thought mm-hmm. I should be. So that is what I realized. And I think that goes both ways, too. Like, this isn't it for any guys who are watching this. This is not just a girl's totally. thing. Totally, This yeah. is something that a lot of guys grow up with and may, like... Maybe I have a little more metro, you know, tendencies or want to be able to do things that are not as brutally masculine. And it's important to have these conversations now. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, my husband hates sports. 
do you know how much crap he gets about <laughs> hating sports? You yeah. know, like, yeah. So it's the same thing, I think. So I think we're coming to a time when we're less about kind of putting people in these little boxes, mm-hmm. I hope, anyway. You wrote, did I read, I think, that you wrote the script in, like, a couple weeks? A couple, a day. Um, a, a day? So, so I wrote the feature. That took longer. Um, yeah. But uh, the, the, what happened was... So I wrote the script, and anybody who read it was like, you should direct this. And I said, I've never directed anything. This is crazy. Um, But uh, I'll try. So I started submitting to labs and everything. And, you know, the first thing they asked for is a sample of your work. And I didn't have a sample of my work. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I can't do this. (laughs) And uh, a writer, my husband, was like, yes, you can. You're a writer. And I'm like, oh, well, what am I going to do, write it in a day? He's like, yes, you can. (laughs) You're a writer. And I was like, oh, I can. So I wrote it, and um, I asked my producing partner, Taylor Feltner, mm-hmm. if he would produce it. And, like, within a couple of weeks, we got it up and uh, shot. Wow. Was that a crazy couple of weeks of just, like, something every day? Do you look back? Did you look back when you got done and you were like, we just well, <laughs> did that in a couple of weeks? Definitely. But also, like, I had kind of been prepped because um, I have produced things mm-hmm. before. Um, I, pr- I produced a feature with Taylor. Um, so as far as, like, uh, you know, getting stuff done right away, like, it was pretty, it, it felt pretty good. Um, I was more terrified about the directing aspect of it. Um, I think the hardest part was casting it because um, we cast, there's there's two leads, but then there's 13 women in the room. And I wanted to make sure they were all actors, and I wanted to make sure I could, you know, bring some diversity to the cast. And so I think just casting it was was one of the harder. Yeah, talk about be that that switch of putting on the director hat, because like we said, you you've been an actress, you've produced, you know, projects before. Yeah, taking on the directorial role is you know certainly more responsibility. Yes, um, yes, but uh, I'll. I think everything leading up to this obviously prepped me, and um, I will say the you know week before we started shooting, I would be up like all night wondering like what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing, I don't, and like all of a sudden I forgot how to make a movie. Like I'm like, <laughs> what are scenes? What is that? What do, how does it start? Um, and then like I got on set and it was like, oh, I know all this, you know? yeah. And so it felt great. It's I think when you've you know, like you said, I think you've been in the industry, you know, for over 15 years, and it, you know how things, it's like riding a bike exactly. at a certain point. Yeah. What do you enjoy about being behind the camera and not being in front of the camera? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> being behind the camera, um, I mean, especially as a director, uh, you're the one making the choices. I mean, mm-hmm. as an actress, you... You get a script and you you learn your lines. You uh, you know you put as much as you, yourself as you can into the mm-hmm. role. But ultimately, somebody can say, "No, I don't like that. that I don't like the way you're doing it. Do it this way." Mm-hmm. And it could be totally not you know your idea of the character, but you have to go with it because that is your job as an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as a director, I get to kind of work. I mean, I get to make choices yeah. and I get to be way more creative than as an actor. As this was about your life and is about your life, did you consider casting yourself in there or is that maybe the plan <laughs> for the for the feature? No, I'm not going to do it. I um <laughs> it was so awesome watching Alan Rachel play this role um because it added you know, ten more layers that I would have just brought myself, obviously. Mm-hmm. But she brought me plus her, and yeah. and it was so fun to see. And yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. I I people would ask me that all the time. I'm like, the only way I'm playing this role is if like the actress just doesn't show up. <laughs> 
then I will put myself into it. But And then you said a prayer, please don't let that actually <laughs> please, happen. Please, <laughs> like, please don't. Yeah. Putting that out there, but that is not <laughs> yeah, a viable. Don't do that. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I was Someday, do you want to be able to direct and act in something? I think so. Definitely. Yeah. But for me, this is such a big step to become a director. Like, I want to give it my all, and I want to mm-hmm. make it about that. And I don't want to... Like, even this short, I didn't invite anyone to help me on set except my crew. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have my husband show up. I didn't have, um, you know, my friend who's a great editor show up to help me. I was just like, I'm going to do this because I'm going to either fall on my face you know, on my own, um, or I'm going to succeed on my mm-hmm. own. Like, I, I just needed to know that I could do it. And that's kind of how I feel about the feature, too. And I feel like this, you know, in looking at this, this is the perfect example of what you're doing in directing this as what you're talking about in the film. Right. <laughs> of, you know, certainly a realm where, thank goodness, we're getting a lot more female directors Involved in making projects, involved in making movies or shorts or anything, whereas 10, 15 years ago, that that was not. That was a, a lady thing where maybe just actresses or just producers. Sure, and there yeah. wasn't these, you know, women taking a stand in that. Again, I congratulate you on that because it, that is the perfect example of what you're doing with this. Right. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, Tribeca takes place in New York. Mm -hmm. You're from New York. Did you grow up wanting to be at Tribeca, or was Tribeca always a goal? I mean, Tribeca... So I have... I've actually been to Tribeca before. I, I, I produced my first short mm-hmm. film I ever produced. Actually, won um, best short, best That's online right, yes. short at Tribeca. Um, but yeah, I mean, Tribeca is. It's still that to me, and hopefully others, still that that festival that. You're like, oh, this, I think this means something. Like, it has a prestige to mm-hmm. it. Um, and it's in New York City. So it's just like, <laughs> you can't really beat that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited to be back. And my family's there. Um, yeah, siblings. I think you said, yeah, your family's there. And you're also you having your family come out for yep, it. My, and... my parents are going to fly out with my four-year-old son. Um, wish them luck, everyone. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to make it a big family affair. How much did your acting experience come in handy in making this? Uh, I think it came in uh, be, just having to work with 13 actors in one room. Mm-hmm. Um, I was so conscious of everybody's um, feelings, uh, but also just knowing that, to me, especially in comedy, the, mo- is, the more comfortable you are, the better you are going to be. Mm-hmm. So, like, for, for me, it, it was like, having a whole button we didn't have a ton of time but but as much time as we can to rehearse and as much time as we can to um, make people just kind of play around and and be silly and I, I like you know gave everybody permission to just go way over the top um you know we could pull it back but like just yeah. go just do it and and see what mm-hmm. happens um and so I obviously I feel like I have a shorthand talking to actors because I'm an actor mm-hmm. um and I'm really picky <laughs> about performances <laughs> because of that too well, I like what you said too about go over the top because so much on camera it might seem like you're over the top yeah. And then you watch it back, and you're like, like, "Oh, you're sleeping. Oh, you're, you're not even. <laughs> I'm just taking a nap. Are you there. showing any emotion? Yeah. Or? <laughs> no. Um, yeah, and it, you know, it's a comedy. I mean, it's funny. We ended up totally using the the mellower takes, but mm-hmm. I think those were possible because, um, yeah. you know, even I, I used to teach acting to kids, and the thing I would always tell the kids was like, "Make mistakes. It's okay. Like, totally, don't try to be good. Don't try to be perfect." Mm-hmm. And I would try to explain that to parents, and they would look at me like I was crazy. Like some of them fired mm-hmm. me immediately. But, <laughs> but it's it's like to me, it's like yeah, make mistakes. Just make mistakes. You can't fix something unless it's broken. 
sure. That, that is, it's something that uh, a former boss taught me. And he was a Google engineer, and he was like, we used to pride people at Google if you found a flaw or you broke something. Sure, yeah. Because that means we can fix it. Right. And if you don't do that, and sometimes people are always walking on eggshells, and you're like, no, you can't improve unless you know what you need to improve. Yeah. When did you teach? Um, that was probably a good seven years ago. Yeah. Hmm. You yeah. enjoy that aspect I, of it? I did, yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Because um, I, I, I was looking at it, like, obviously, you got the teaching, you got the acting, the producing, the directing. It, some people, you know, grow up wanting to do, be just one. Wanting to, oh, I want to just act. Right. Did, have you always wanted to be a part of the entire creative process? No. The truth is I did hmm. want to just act. Like, that was... I came to L.A. as an actress, um, and I really wanted to do that. And, you know, I had I had good success in the beginning, Um and but just as my career went on, I'm like I just want I just wanted more and not more like needing more. I just wanted to be mm-hmm. working. Like I, you know, as an actress, you you wait for the phone to ring half the time, and and like as when I started writing, it's like oh every day I could wake up and write, and then you know the producing, it's like well every day I can you know make some phone calls and try to make mm-hmm. some uh, stuff happen, um, you know, and now I guess. I'm doing ten different things trying to make <laughs> things happen, but it feels good. It feels because now, like every time I get an acting job, it feels like oh, I got an acting job. What a gift yeah. I got! Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to like needing it. And did you find yourself? I mean, you were on the Fosters and on Mayans of like looking about what other people are doing and try to picking pick things up. Then not just from actors, but from producers and directors and how they're controlling the scene. Totally, yeah. I think especially by the time I was on Fosters because I was already producing, mm-hmm. that it was very important to kind of just sit on set and kind of like take a step back and and listen to everything. Um, yeah, yeah, you got to be careful because, like, there starts to be a point where you think you know what's going on <laughs> and so then you try to start, like, oh, yeah, and, and then I always have to, like, pull back, like, no, no, they don't want my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I am this is not my project here. yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what was your strategy? You mentioned when you moved to L.A. and you're, you know, again, most actors, like you're saying, you're waiting for the phone or you're mm-hmm. waiting for that email and some audition. Did you have a strategy uh, of uh, when you came here or did you... <laughs> Did you know anyone? And they were like, "What? here's what you need to do, or how did you break in? I did actually have a friend who had been here for a few years, and, like, she set me up on her couch, and um, and she, like, back in the day, uh, you know, there was no, I mean, I submitted, you know, uh, headshots yep. in an envelope mm-hmm. and, and, and hoped for the best and hoped I was there for the phone yeah. call. <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, I didn't really have a strategy. It was like, get an agent, see what they could do, uh, go on auditions, hopefully do a good job. Um, I got pretty lucky, like, within the first, I want to say the first year I booked a recurring role on um, a Showtime series mm-hmm. that was, like, one of the first Latino shows on television, Resurrection Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got, like, a couple of, of really good breaks in that, like, it was supposed to be a guest star, and then it turned into a recurring. And that happened, like, five times. Wow. Um, and that felt awesome, you know. Um, and then, you know, as the career went on, I still <laughs> am doing the recurring roles. But it's also great because I get so much um, time to do yep. everything else now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it allows you to be able to direct and be able to create exactly. a project. Exactly, yeah. Did uh, did you know at that point, like, I don't want to say that how fortunate it was to be able to get those things right away? Um, yes, I did. Okay. I did because I saw other people kind of struggling, um, and so yeah, I was I was very very happy and um, thankful for those gigs. And you know, the, uh, one of the uh, one of my recurring that was started as guest star and then um, became a recurring was uh, a show called The District. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was just recurring uh, guest star role. You know, walked away, 
And um, when I came back, uh, the the crew basically was like, well, we voted you best guest star because you were nice to everybody. <laughs> so I was like, oh, oh, thank you. And they're like, yeah, we were all talking about it. And then the, the producers decided to bring you back. I'm like, well, this is awesome. Like, what a lesson. Just, like, yeah. talk to, like be friendly to everybody and talk to everybody and, you know. Um, but also, like, that was a little bit of my... It's funny, because I was, like, what, 20-something at that mm-hmm. point? So I was a little naive where I was going up to everybody, <laughs> talking to everybody. <laughs> and, like, now, you know, at my age, when I go on set, I do, like, kind of stay to myself. And, like, but I'm, I was very happy that I was so naive that I... Do you see other everybody. young actors coming in and doing similar things? Or? The talking to everybody, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, actually, you know what? It doesn't even happen that much anymore, because everybody's mm-hmm. on their phone. Yeah. They're all Snapchatting. Oh, it is a lesson here. <laughs> I read uh, your blog on your website. Ooh, you had a... What was that? So it talked about... It was a great piece. It was on the dog. The oh, female right. for the dog. Yep. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I t- yeah, I forgot about that. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Which... Go read this piece, by the way, because it puts the... It definitely puts, like, L.A. in perspective. Oh, yeah. um, but you talked in there about having a spell. Yeah. Having... having I think it was a year and a half at that point. Of no work. Of no work. Yeah. Was that no auditions? Was that? It was a bad. It was. It was um, barely any auditions. I like had. I'd, this was coming. Oh God, which 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 spell was that? Because I had like two really bad spells. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was like not many auditions. I like. I thought I was. I was. Um, I thought that I was like going somewhere, so like I changed agents and I went to like a bigger mm-hmm. agency, mm-hmm. and they. Ba- I basically never heard from them again. And, uh, yeah, it was no, nothing. And so I got a job uh, um, doing promotional modeling, which I thought was promotional modeling, but ended up being, like, bartending (laughs) at a dog funeral, Um, which is, like, I can't tell you uh, what that feels like, because they just told me I was going, I was going to bartend at a funeral. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, well, this is sad. Yeah, it would be very somber. This is, yeah, and then I show up, and I'm just, like, looking around, and everybody's like acting like this is a real funeral like it's it's all set up ready to go and and just no one's giving me the clue that it's a dog's funeral and like on the screen i mean i should have figured this out on the screen is like a picture of a dog and it says monty and it has the the years and i was like huh that can't be <laughs> <laughs> and i didn't really clue in officially until people started talking about the dog and i'm like this can't be right can't be right, but it was. What? And they asked me to come back again to do the second dog's funeral. There was another dog? Did I miss this? I didn't. It was. Oh. <laughs> I didn't go. Oh, man. I, that. <laughs> but it, those are the jobs that you have to take. Oh, yeah. 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 How? What? What is that like mentally? Not that. Not the covering. Not, the dog, not, not that Monty's one. funeral. Yeah. Let's take two seconds for Monty. Mm-hmm. All right, Ma, thank you. Monty, you appreciate He was a lovely dog, we according appreciate. to all the speeches. He was a lovely dog. <laughs> <laughs> he was great. What, what is the mentality? Because obviously with any acting, you know, acting is a perfect example for anyone trying to get a job and realizing that it's like this. Yeah. It's up and it's down, and some days you'll get, you know, three auditions, and then you'll go a month without any. How was that mentally for you, or did you prepare yourself, or how did you stay strong mentally? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I, I didn't stay that strong. I mean, it was all, I wanted to quit all the time because, you know, I think acting especially, you have to walk into a room with full confidence, and 
and in, in especially that time, like, I was waiting on people that I had worked for. I worked with. Wow. Like, I had done... Oh, here, here's where it gets fun. Mm-hmm. I had booked a pilot, um, I, the lead in a pilot. It was a half-hour uh, sitcom. And uh, I got fired from it. But at that funeral was a woman who I w- was on the show with. <laughs> and it was just like... <sighs> like it was, <sighs> it was, it was hard. I ran in the back and like just ran into the bathroom and like locked myself in when I saw her. That is uh, that is that a that a personal thing of like I feel like we all go through that sometimes when we have a situation that we feel is really awkward and it's like yeah. everybody knows. <laughs> I know. it, it's and it, it happens, especially so, in this town. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Saying, I'm sure she thought nothing of it, or maybe didn't even remember me, to be honest. Like, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's all in your own head. Like mm-hmm. your career and your everything you're dealing with is obviously way more personal to you and important to you than it is to anybody else. It's like when you don't work for a year. Do you think mm-hmm. anybody really knew that I didn't work for a year? They didn't know. Yeah. The only reason they knew is because I would talk about it mm-hmm. and tell everybody about it. But they don't know. So that, like, it's it's still, it, it's your attitude and how you can move through it. And now, you know, as I've gotten older and as I've been doing this for a while, you know, I definitely know that. And I try not to ever talk negatively about the fact that I haven't been working or mm-hmm. I just try to, you know, be super excited about the things that I do do. Yeah, and you're right. People don't people know what you tell them. Exactly. So if you sound confident and sometimes you fake it till you make it mm-hmm, in this town. Mm-hmm. A lot of times you fake it till yeah, you make I it in this town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> let's, let's go with most of the time. Try to go with most of the time yeah. here. Uh the next roll up was Pepper Dennis the next roll after that? After After um, that funeral? After the funeral. I think it was, yeah. Because that is the craziness of timing. Because yeah. obviously that's where you met Ryder. Yeah, I met my husband. So, like, if you think back of the, like, that year, like, what if what if you had gotten something else in that year and a half? This is true. The funeral did it. The dog funeral did it. <laughs> it the funeral was rebirth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, see? Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you are you uh, not a believer in that? But do you do you look back now and realize that the timing is just a way of life, and that things happen at certain times, like gigs that you weren't supposed to you weren't supposed to get things for certain reasons. Totally, yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know, Pepper Dennis. I wouldn't have like Pepper Dennis was like the so I obviously got fired from that comedy, but like then Pepper Dennis was like the only other big comedy that I've done, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and even I, I needed to like grow into that and be confident enough to like walk into that room and just, you know, be a silly character. Um, and I don't think I would have been able to do that like in my twenties. Mm-hmm. I think I wasn't, um, I wasn't, uh, I, I didn't know to to just be able to fall on my face, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And and comedy sometimes like takes that. Like yeah. you have to just be silly and like mm-hmm. I said make mistakes and. Um, and then, you know, obviously meeting my husband on that, I wasn't ready any other time. <laughs> so. Yeah, it all happens for a reason. Yeah. What uh, what stopped you from quitting? You mentioned that you felt like quitting a couple times. What um, stopped you? You know, I I think it's that I love, well, I mean, I just love doing it so much, so mm-hmm. I don't think I have the option of actually quitting. Um so I think every time I, it always, obviously every time I thought I was going to quit was because I got fired for something or my agent dropped me or, um, or I, you know, thought I was going to get a role and didn't, or, you know, I thought a show was going to be bigger than it was, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I think the, the, the points that were the hardest, right, when I got fired, when my agent dropped me, um, 
what was really great was then the next, like, I would cry, I'd be upset, mm-hmm. and then the next day, I'm, like, making changes, and then I would just do something different. And even, like, um, something happened recently where a role I, I thought was going to be bigger ended up not... Um, and I got really upset, and I, I, I said, I'm, I'm, I'm in my head, I was like, I'm done, I'm, I just can't do this anymore. And then instead of actually saying, I'm, except, you know, being done, was I just went online and just started, like, submitting to every single director's lab that was available to me. You know, I'm like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to quit, mm-hmm. I'm not going to quit, I'm going to let them quit, I'm going to do something else. Yeah, you use that, it's a chip on your shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> How much does it... Does it help having a, a strong creative partner? Because uh, um, is that a is that a pro or con? Sometimes people are like, "Oh, I want someone out of the industry. I want someone in the industry." Right. What has been your take, obviously, with Ryder? Yeah, I, we well, I think because we started working, to, we mm-hmm. started working together. Um, it's been great. I mean, like every time I write something, he's the first person to read it. Every time he writes something, I'm the first person to read it. Um, and we've, you know, it's gone th- through uh, different like trials and tribulations from the beginning because in the beginning you know we, we didn't know how to talk to each other about our writing mm-hmm. and so we would get very offended um but <laughs> but now it's like nothing it's like we hand it off and like we know we're just going to get the honest truth and mm-hmm. nobody's going to like sugarcoat it or anything um it's been great and he also understands you know like Tribeca comes up and you know he knows that he's going to have to watch our son for a full week by himself mm-hmm. you know and there's no like question of no you shouldn't be doing that it's like yeah mm-hmm. no i get it he gets it he knows when when i i know when he goes off to do something i was going to say it's i'm sure it's the same it's not just you handing things to him it's vice versa yeah. too yeah um you mentioned in the blog that crazy belief is still belief which i love that line I don't know if you remember writing that. I kind of (laughs) do. But that to me was just something and just that it it keeps you driving forward. Yeah, I think what I ultimately learned by writing that little blog was was that I was making fun of these people, Mm -hmm. but um, uh, it was unfairly so because Hmm. they, you know, were holding on to something and they were you know, living this life and, and, and they were happy. And, and here I was like at that moment kind of negative and, and not, um, I don't know, like just kind of feeling down. And then I realized like, Oh, I just have to believe in myself. I just have to like believe that I am going to be successful and I'm going to succeed in this career. Mm -hmm. And that's way better than, uh, thinking negative stuff. Yeah, absolutely. What is, what is it like for you when you get a script or you get a role? Do you have a a set thing that like, Oh, I do this first. I do this first. I try to get into the character. I read through. Do you have a a schedule or process? Yeah. Um, it's pretty simple. Like I, um, a lot of what I've learned that works for me is really just kind of instinctual. Um, and I have to kind of just trust that I get a tone of something. And so, yeah, pretty much I read it, and then I pull Ryder in and make him read it with me. <laughs> That's the big thing. <laughs> when you go on when you go on set, is there a trying to – how do you get into character? Um, well, so I guess because I've been in this um, – so it depends. Like, if it's mm-hmm. an emotional role, then there's – I have that whole thing. So probably the first – um, the majority of my career in the beginning was all like very emotional. Like I either was a drug addict or a murderer <laughs> or an alcoholic. Great or, life. I mean, yeah, <laughs> really uplifting. Um, but then I would just listen to music. I mean, I I would just I'd pick a song for the scene. 
um, something that like tonally fits and that got me in the mood and I would just sit there I'd listen to I w- I'd kind of block everybody out um, before it was time to go on set and I'm not one of those people that can like be like laughing with you and then all of a sudden crying in the corner I gotta you know listen to my music Having the director hat on, are you walking around and, and like try are trying to gather stories or like do you feel inspired leaving the house and you're like, oh maybe I could do this or you see something and you're like, oh that could be a script. Do you, do you have a a log or a, a journal or? A... I do have a log. You know, I have my best um, ideas at about four in the morning. I wake up and uh, I will just my mind will just start going and I just like kind of either grab my phone or paper and I just write them down and like you'd think that they'd be crazy like you know those dream mm-hmm. things I'm like but they've they've gone into my scripts and they have fixed script problems all the time so now like I used to get upset because I'm like I'm up mm-hmm. at four in the morning this is ridiculous but yeah. now I'm like oh this is like a gift <laughs> I've got a four a I got a gift have you ever woken up in the morning and been like what what did I where was I going with this? Sometimes. I mean, there is one right now in my phone that I'm like, I have no idea what that is. It sounds super poetic. I have no idea what it is. In, in like three days, you're going to wake up at four in the morning yeah. again and be like, yeah, that's what it is. That's what this is. <laughs> exactly. That's what this is. I hope so. Because it sounds really pretty. I just don't know what it is. So. Yet. You don't know what it is. Yet. Yet. Yeah. What are, what are common misconceptions about acting or Hollywood that you think people outside of the industry or outside of LA have they're like oh "Oh, acting must be this oh I think everybody thinks they could do it yeah yeah (laughs) which um you know in some in some ways they can um I I just think like they can do it without training is what you mean yes yeah they can just hop right in and be like oh yeah Yeah. I can fake cry Yeah, yeah and I think like people uh they think if somebody's acting and they're acting like themselves that that's not a that's not a talent when I think, like, if you can act like yourself on camera, that's, like, the most brilliant. I mean, obviously, character work and all mm-hmm. that. But, like, I, I think people see, they're like, well, I could do that. They're just being themselves. I'm like, do you know how much, like, relaxation mm-hmm. and 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 confidence you need to, like, be yourself on camera? Yep. And it gets back to what you were saying. You do the takes where people are over the top. Yeah. Because you just in your regular life that it doesn't come across immediately on camera you have to convey it in a certain way right exactly how much does being a mother impact your work or now versus like when you were trying to really succeed in your maybe early 20s versus now looking at your approach to the industry and what you want to do how much of a difference is that i think like as far as like what my time is worth is um definitely different like when I was younger, if an audition came in, like I would say yes immediately because it's like, oh, I, I got to do this, mm-hmm. I have to do this. And now I'm like, I'm a little pickier. I'm like, well, I don't really want to be on the show. I don't really want to do this. I'd rather spend time with my son. I don't want to have to go to Vancouver and leave my mm-hmm. kid for this, you know, particular show. Um, and and just like as you know, with the Fosters specifically, like they wrote my pregnancy into the script. Um, which was so amazing and lucky. Yeah, like, that's a huge other challenge that yeah. could have happened. Yeah, exactly. But um, it was it was interesting. Like I was doing these scenes while pregnant and essentially talking to my kids, saying that I'm a bad mother <laughs> and that I'm like and and that I'm a horrible person. And it was so. I mean, those emotions just were like 
you know, so there. Mm -hmm. So as, as far as that, it was like another gift. Well, that's something I think, especially for, for females in Hollywood, it can be a challenge. Like you're saying, getting pregnant. Yeah. I mean, that was that a concern at all when you... It was. I mean, what, what, I think it's what led me to wait to get... I mean, I, mm -hmm. I, I waited um, pretty late to have a kid, and it was always my fear. It ended up not being a thing at all. Like, if mm -hmm. anything, I was the busiest I have ever been while pregnant mm -hmm. in this industry, and then also after, really. Um, and I, so I think... Um, I mean, there's definitely challenges... Um, so I don't want to like say that there's you not gloss challenge. Over it. No, not at all. Um, but you, you know, I, I feel like I had to, I had to be very clear about what I wanted and how I wanted to uh, work while having a kid, and be very clear with Ryder about mm -hmm. what I was going to give up and what I wasn't going to give up, and vice versa mm -hmm. for him mm -hmm. too. Um, and then, you know, we, I, I still do what I wanted. I still do what I want to do, and, mm -hmm. and that was really important to me. And I think it's important, you know, for my kid to see too. How much of a, of a reflection is that on the culture today in Hollywood versus maybe like 20 or 30 years ago? How much has that changed for accepting stuff like that and being able to write it into scripts and being able to be more open, just as your script says, about women empowerment? Yeah. I think, um, I mean, look, we've come a long way. I still mm -hmm. think we need some work because yep. I, I still think, you know, the, the working woman still gets a lot of slack. Um, they're still wondering why you're not home with your kid and mm -hmm. um so i but but we i don't know i guess we're we're in a good i think we're in a good space right now but uh i think it i don't know what am i saying yeah. something, something <laughs> about something about Do you, your your film obviously touches on that of a change in the culture and trying to make it okay you know for people to, they look at this and they're like oh is it okay for women to be able to have these masculine and it's like yes Absolutely, just like it's okay the other way around for men. Right. Do you like, do you want to do more projects like that that are, you know, have a lesson to them? I do, yeah. I mean, that's why I, I mean, obviously I'm going to continue and, and do the feature because I, I do think it says a lot more mm -hmm. about all of that. Um, but I think anything I make, I want to have some kind of message. And mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be like, you know, bang over your head, but like, you know, I my my producing partner and I had read scripts for like two years, and like there'd be so many good writers, and it would be like these these fun scripts, and like yep, that was entertaining, but it doesn't why? Like why do I have to say mm -hmm. this right now? Like what is it saying? Um, so I, I do think that anything that I write or direct or or produce uh, has to be has to say something. Mm -hmm. It has to be a, a purpose to getting it yeah. out there and impact. Yeah. How do you surround yourself with people talking about your producing partner? Uh, we already talked about, obviously about Ryder, but talking about other people in your life who are on your team, how did you pick those people out? Has is, is that been a, a progress? Yeah, I think it's like, well, I think it's a slow, um, it's a slow process. Um, you know, you, you work with people, different projects, and then you realize like, oh, I connect with that person. And, you know, now we, I have like a, a, a a group of people that I'll always send my scripts to mm -hmm. because I've read their scripts and I, you know, I, I respect them as writers and then they've read mine and given me good notes and, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's just a process. You can't, I mean, you, you can't work great with everybody. <laughs> That's <laughs> I mean, exactly I don't, I don't right. think so. You should you shouldn't have to work no, great. Or you, should, you shouldn't have that impression that you will. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah that's not, not realistic. That's not a thing. Yeah. What advice would you tell the, 
you know, the 15 or the 20 year old you breaking into the industry, looking back on it now, of uh, how to pursue something, how to break in. Right. Uh, I mean, I, I would tell myself, uh, to continue to uh, be grateful for everything that comes your way um, and just well more I think I think I definitely needed to be a little bit more positive back then you know like I needed mm-hmm. to I needed to like like if I could if I, when I look back at you know some of the things I did I, w- I really wish I would have like you know patted myself on the back a little bit more <laughs> but like like you did great you yeah. deserve this Um uh, and then just the, I just keep getting up. You know, when when you fall down, just get back up. Yeah. Which I guess I maybe. Do you <laughs> want to encourage uh, encourage your son to to act? I mean, Ooh, four, he's four, he's right? He's four, and he's already showing signs. Um, Ooh, like what is What are the signs? Oh my god! He he like he can actually do scenes from movies, and he plays the different parts. It's hysterical. Mm. So he's already doing it. So I don't know <laughs> if we could stop it. But um, I don't know. We won't encourage it. We won't, like, set him up on auditions or anything. But, like, if At least he, for another year. At right? least for another year. <laughs> <laughs> at least for another year. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Is that, that has to be something you think about, though. Obviously, we think about yeah. it all the time. Because, yeah, Ryder was a child actor. And mm-hmm. so, and so that, I think our, our main thing is, like, he has to look at us and say, I want to do it. Mm-hmm. And then we won't stop him. I mean, he's already, you know, in dance class. He's in a, he's in a band. Really? Guys, he's in a band. He's in a, what, what instrument does he play in <laughs> oh, the band? Oh, it's amazing. Keyboards. Uh, it's wow. Amazing. It's this class where we they're at a live studio, and uh, mm-hmm. there's a band, and uh, it culminates in a show on, on like at a music venue. Um, yeah, wow. he, he plays keyboards. That's I do definitely see it in his future then, obviously. If he's in a band already, a band. and he's like watching and performing on both sides and in yeah, dance. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's in a band. Some some entertainment uh-huh. there, yeah, definitely gonna just happen. A little bit. Uh, what drives you, you know, now for achieving success or to be able to to do something well? What drives you? Oh, that's a good question. What drives me? Uh, I mean, I think just what drives me. I should have this answer. <laughs> Life. <laughs> uh, I just the need to be creative and like mm-hmm. you know I. I uh, I don't know how to just you know sit at a desk and you know just mm-hmm. I I need I need something creative I need to like put my ideas out there um, and you know and obviously getting other people's ideas I like I love working with people I love hearing other people's ideas I love the the um, collaboration of it all but uh, yeah I just I just I want to be creative I want to. Yeah, I wanted. It's something that isn't a lot of people who are in entertainment. It's it's a bug. Yeah, yeah. You know, they look at it and they maybe they're like, oh, maybe I don't need to do this. And then they go work some job yeah. that is oh. not creative, and they're like, well, that was well, a good week. <laughs> I tried. That, that week was exactly what I needed. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is what I, when I left college, um, I was scared to be creative, and and uh, I was scared to like admit that that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I got a full time job. And the woman was so smart who hired me. She's like, I don't trust that this is what you're going to stay and do. What was the job? I was uh, doing event planning for a college in Orlando. And I'm like, no, I'm going to do it. This is what I want to do. She's like, you're going to run off and like become an actor. I'm like, no. Within six months, wow. I was like leaving to go on auditions. And I was, I booked things. 
and I, I called in sick. I'm so sorry if you're watching <laughs> this. Um, and and I couldn't do it. I quit within like eight, I think eight months. And I think it, that probably kept you going in the times when you thought about quitting. What else was I gonna do? Yeah. 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 You knew that anything it would be it would be a money job, which is not right. again. I'll take money jobs. Money jobs, you have to do sometimes. We've all done them in the industry. You know, how many people are out in L.A. driving Uber and Lyft right now? Not because they want to, but because it allows them to be able to reach that next audition. And I have those jobs, too. I mean, like, even even some producing jobs are that. Mm -hmm. Like, if I'm producing a commercial or something, it's not. Mm -hmm. There's not a ton of creativity in that, and I do it as a money job. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's, you know, I always, even those jobs I take because I'm going to meet crew and I'm going to meet people and, Mm -hmm. you know, so I try no, but absolutely. We all have to do those. You things. have to do that. You have to be able to continue paying the bills sometimes yes. to be able to reach that next thing, which again could open major doors. Yeah. The final question is a question that I love asking people, and uh, is that in fifty or seventy-five years, when people look back on your life mm-hmm. and your career and the shows that you've done and the the films that you've directed, and they look back and they're like, "Oh man." Alex, yeah, she was blank. <laughs> what are two, three things that you want people to say of the impact that you left? Right. Well, let's hope I'm prolific and I have a ton of stuff out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I want it like thought provoking would be mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's always good to be funny, yeah. <laughs> but thought provoking. I mean, I, I think like I, I do like I said want to want to say things. You know, part of part of the lady hater thing, and like I said earlier, it's like I'm even though I wanted to do it, I want to say it. Um, you know, and it's gonna spark people talking. Mm-hmm. It's gonna spark a conversation. Yeah, it's gonna make people think. It's gonna, yeah, that conversation. Have yeah. make people have a conversation. Which in today's society, where everyone's just on their phones all the time, it, it's good to yeah. have conversations. Yes. Put the phones down. Yeah. Even tweet about it, something like that. Uh, But be able to just think sometimes about why are we doing this? Is this what we're supposed to be doing? Uh, And can we change? Which is great. Uh, Going back to the advice for better life, is there anyone you want to give credit to? Anyone that you look at and you're like, we talk about the advice for better life, give credit where credit is due. Uh, I just want to remind people of that before we close the show. But do you have anyone that you want to give credit to? Well, I. This is going to sound really cheesy, but I'm going to actually thank uh, Ryder for, for mm-hmm. I mean, I, I really do, you know, his support and him, like, kind of forcing, not forcing me. He didn't force me, guys. <laughs> encouraging. <laughs> encouraging me to uh, direct. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that's, like, huge. Him as a director looking at me and saying, I believe in you. You could do this. So That's awesome. Yeah. Good. Good for him. Thank you, Ryder, if you're watching <laughs> Thanks, this. Uh, appreciate it. And anyone who else is watching, again, Give credit where credit is due. Again, going back to the quote of don't claim to be flying when you are standing on the shoulders of giants. There are giants among us. It's okay to be able to say thank you. It's okay to be able to give them credit because guess what? I guarantee they have to be a giant from getting credit from someone else. So we're all growing. We're all learning. It's exactly what this show is about. Hopefully you guys learned something here and from Alex. Go support her. You can follow her on social media on Twitter at Barreto Alex. You're on Instagram. I didn't uh, see. Same thing. Barreto Alex. Always Barreto yeah. Alex. I was trying to find it. I couldn't find it. And uh, certainly always grateful to be here on the Popcorn Talk at the Popcorn Talk on Instagram and on Twitter. If you'd like to follow me after the show at the only MC on Instagram and on Twitter. We're live every single Monday. Go follow us on Apple Podcasts. Go like, comment, subscribe. I think it literally takes three seconds to go give five stars on Apple Podcasts. So 
take three seconds. We appreciate it. We give this content for you guys for free. Just want you to spread the love. Until next week, we'll see you then. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the host only. do not necessarily reflect the views of After Buzz TV or its owners or presenters.